Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hello everybody, this is Mel, and welcome to another show we're going to be doing Ellie and I, and she's just come on. She was having some trouble with the internet, so it's good that she is here. Hi, Ellie. Hi. Look, I'm just sorry. I'm having a really hard time with my phone. It's really, really quiet. And basically, I don't know. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you great. So I think everyone will be able to hear you great, and I can hear you great. So I'm going to replace you. You can carry on. Yeah, yeah. So what we're going to be doing today, everybody, is we're going to be doing a question and answer show. And what this is about, this is about quite often I get uh, emails, I get a lot of emails, usually daily, from people that are asking questions about the show and questions about empowerment and narcissism and codependency and and relationships in general. So uh, what Ali and I have decided to do is, what we're doing is we've pulled out some uh, pretty of the important questions that we think cover a lot of people uh, on a pretty regular basis and they're things that you may have gone through, you may uh, see women that you know going through or you may still be going through these situations yourself. So we're going to cover these up but before we uh, go into that, Ali, you know I just spent a beautiful weekend with you up in the Sunshine Coast and you know what, it is 13 degrees here now. Hello, she's dropped out again. She's going to be coming back in hopefully in a minute. I don't know what's going on here. But uh, all right, I'll just send her through a message and see if she can come back on. But yeah, I, um, you know, for Australians, you obviously, you know that uh, I'm down in Melbourne and uh, the Sunshine Coast is just, just beautiful and I can't believe it. It was May and lying on a beach yesterday in in May, which was just an astounding, astounding and beautiful thing to be able to do. But uh, back down into Melbourne and it's 13 degrees and we're in the same country and that's just, you know, quite astounding. So you know what, with these questions, until Ali comes back in, I don't know what's going on with her phone at the moment. She's having internet problems and all sorts of things and as we all know, technology is great when it's going and it's when it's working. And when it's not, it can be an absolute goddamn nightmare. But uh, we'll see if she can get back on and in. But until she does, I'm going to have to deal with this. And uh, all right, so we're going to go to the first question that we picked out. And a question that we picked out was from uh, Marion in Brisbane. And what she was asking about, is it possible to stay in an unhappy relationship and try and manifest a new relationship and get one going uh, while you're still in the old one and 
You know what? I think this can be a thing that we can really... Oh, here she is again. We'll just see if she, we can pick her up again. Hey, Ali, you there? Hi, Val. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, you dropped out. You dropped out, but you're back. Yeah, it's, it's really, really bad. You're going to have to excuse me if I drop out again. It's um, I'm not sure if it's um, some building work that's going on behind my place, but it's um, really staticky, and my internet and phone connection keeps dropping out, which is a bit frustrating. So... Sorry in advance. That's all right. Um, we'll that just work again. through it. Hey? We'll just work through it. It's all good. Absolutely. Hey, so Ali, I was up at the point where we're just looking at this first question from uh, Marion from Brisbane, and it's a really, really common question, and I'll just repeat it again. Is it possible... Actually, I'll get you to read it out. I've read it out once. How? Oh, no, she's gone again. No, I think I'm going to be doing this show on my own, or so it looks. So that's okay. All right. So I'll just repeat it and we'll get back to this. Is it possible to stay in an unhappy relationship and create a new relationship? Look, the thing is, I think all of us as women, there's been lots and lots of times, and, you know, Mary and I did reply to this, and thank you for allowing us to use this question, you know, for other women out there. But I think the thing is that when we've been used to being in relationships and we've seen ourselves as a part of a relationship, whether or not it's happy or whether it's unhappy, the thing is, is that often we're identified with being in relationships and it can be a really, really scary thing to be out of relationship in order to create the new relationship. The thing is, we are always manifesting and creating as per law of attraction and there's actually no other way that we do manifest and create. And with law of attraction, what it's stating is wherever our focus and our emotional energy and our attention is, is what we are going to be creating and what we're going to be bringing into our lives. And there's no way around that. It just totally is what it is. So with that, with that, if we're in an unhappy relationship that by definition is creating unhappiness, a lot of our focus is going to be on that. It's going to be on the disappointment of it. It may be on the abusive aspects of it, the passive-aggressive, the aggressive, whatever it is, or that we're not getting our needs met and it's disappointing. So there can be lots of aspects to that that, are very, that take up a lot of emotional acreage in our life. And what that will cause is an attraction point that's going to be all wrapped up and around in that. I also know too, with a lot of women that may be in an unhappy relationship, it may be something like, you know, I'm with this guy and I actually like him, but he's not committing or, you know, it's not fully presenting as an available relationship, but, you know, I just want to hang on to that and I just want to play around with that and hope that something better is going to come in on the side. Now, if you've got any emotion going on in that relationship and any attention going on, that is exactly what you're going to be manifesting. So that manifestation is going to be all about that. So it's going to be very, very difficult for you to get your focus off what is making you unhappy and start putting it forward into the space to create and to bring in what is going to make you happy. So that's a really, really difficult one that unfortunately, okay, she's back again. Maybe she should try her mobile. Hello, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. I was just going to say, maybe, oh, maybe your mobile <laughs> might be the way to go with this. 
yeah, yeah, that's a possibility. Yep. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'll, I'll see how I go like this. I mean, because I'm not sure where that's going to leave me with my, my probability for the month. Sure, 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 sure. Okay, well, you're here at the moment, and this is all good. So, so Ali, you know, what I've been talking about is the uh, very much the law of attraction uh, process, whereby if we are in an unhappy relationship and we're looking to create a new relationship, so much of our energy and our focus can be very, very tied up in the unhappy relationship. Yeah, that's right. And I think I just overheard you then when I jumped back in saying that um, sort of on an energetic and karmic level, um, until we've sort of cleared things up, we can't really start anything new. And if you consider the analogy maybe of um, building a new house on the, um, the foundations or the burnt out wreck of an old one, you really need to um, yeah. scrape that site clean, lay a new foundation if you're going to have anything of any substance standing up and um, being durable on top of that and I think um, that that goes for anything in life uh, not just relationships but um, anyone who probably thinks that they can um, continue in an unhappy relationship that's keeping them their spirit dampened down if you like and their energy um, compromised and um, and find the right new one is um, definitely kidding themselves and um, that goes for really anything in life um, you've got to be fully in your space and your power and be able to dedicate that towards the, um, the new things that you want in your life and, and the new relationships that you want to create, um, if you're going to be successful in doing that, uh, you, you can't be distracted, you can't um, you know, have your energy conflicted in any way, otherwise you're just going to put yourself further away from the result that you want. You're going to confuse yourself and people around you as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. I remember that really good saying that, uh, I don't know who said it, it was like an old wives' tale sort of saying, but it's hard to put a new set of boots under your bed when there's already an old set of boots there. It's a funny saying, yeah. but you know, it's, and I think uh, as women, when you observe other women and you go through your own life as women, I know that when I was uh, back in you know, the days where I, a long, long time ago, fortunately, where I did go from one relationship to the next and I'd hang on to a relationship until the next one came and then I'd jump into that relationship because I really didn't want to be alone. And, uh, you know, usually what I was leaping into was a carbon copy of what I leapt out of because nothing about my energy I guess, had really sort of taken, even if I identified I wasn't happy in it, I had not as yet taken responsibility for being the source of my own energy and my own connection to source. So therefore, the relationship with me wasn't right. So I was just taking the problems from the old relationship off into the next relationship. And I think it's fair to say when you do that, when you jump from one to another with anything, you're not learning the lessons um, that, that that one situation presents to you. Um, so you're really not developing as a human being. You're not raising your awareness. Um, you're not learning anything about yourself. You're not giving yourself that opportunity to reflect and learn and grow um, because you're constantly preoccupied and you're moulding your life around this need of another person um, or just any person for that matter. And um, yeah, I, I think um, I think I don't think anyone really that, that's probably done that in the li their life could say that they really know themselves and they've really found true true um, terminal happiness um, yeah, because it's yeah. really it's it, it, it's taking you away from yourself. I think when you do that, um, focusing energy on other people or this need for a relationship, 
rather than taking stock at the end of any relationship or disappointing situation and going, okay, well, how did I contribute to that or what could I have done differently? Or or if you've done everything perfectly, what what was wrong with the other person and how did I um, attract them into my life or what did I not do by way of boundaries and um, holding my power and, and continuing on my path? Um, that, that's got me yeah. lost. Um, but, that, yeah, I mean, that's certainly something now that I know that... that you know, a space that you're in and, and, and the same with me and the more you do that, the easier it becomes, the more empowered you become and the more the things that you want will just automatically, you know, manifest in your life um, rather than feeling like you've got to find things and you do talk about the, um, you know, the, the, the you know universal laws of life and ultimate realities and I think it's true that everything's a constant flow of abundance. I mean, nature just exists, it doesn't need to try. Um, yeah. And we're we're all part of that. We just need to get ourselves in that right space and be open to it, um, and and it will happen. And um and 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 we're just really burying our heads in our sand, the sand. I think when we jump from relationship to, to relationship, hoping we're going to hit something that's going to solve our problems and make us feel good. Yes, absolutely. And that's what it can often be about, isn't it? Is that you know that will that will fix this. This will help this. This will. But no matter what we leave behind. You are still with you. We're all still with ourselves. And the thing is, when we're all still with ourselves, we are the manifestation point of exactly everything that's been occurring in our life. And if we haven't, you know, and simply just leaving an old relationship for a new relationship is not enough. You are still taking yourself with you. And uh, for whatever reason, this experience has been, you know, an experience manifested in your energy so that you can learn and you can grow and you can heal and you can change the things and the patterns that haven't been serving you. And relationships are really such the most powerful dynamic for doing that. So anyway, do you think, I think we've answered that. I really, really do think we, would you like to go on to question number two? Sure, sure, yep. I've got the, I've got the list of questions that we've been getting in here. And so we move on to Katrina in Minnesota who's written in wanting to know, um, and this is her question, I'll just um, repeat it exactly as it came in, how do I know if it really is a boundary issue or if I have too high expectations? For example, am I laying boundaries if I state that I don't want him working late, and I, I figure here she's referring to her husband, or if he doesn't take time to put the trash out or help around the house, or am I just being demanding? So what I get from Katrina's message here is, She's not quite sure if she's expecting a little too much of her husband um, uh, when, when she asks him to help around the house or take, take the rubbish out um, or not work so late, or is, um, is, is that being demanding? I suppose that's um, probably an issue that a lot of women will struggle to sort of um, identify the difference between being demanding and, um, and having boundaries when we're so used to accommodating and um, being the peacekeepers or... Or, or making things work. So I think, um, Mal, if you can just point out the difference between being demanding and setting boundaries, um, that would probably be really helpful for Katrina and anyone else who's listening that um, can identify with that question. Sure. This is a really, really big one. And I think that until women really learn how to communicate with men and be in deservedness, this is always going to be a problem. Because the thing is, men have a completely different uh, peripheral in their brain to things like housework than what we do. And also to uh, needs and also 
also too you do get definitely some men that are very empathetic and compassionate and you know they've got a great peripheral and they can sort of it's usually guys that have done a bit of work on themselves and have got that you know more a softer more feminine touch or a guy that who's spent and been brought up in his life with a lot of females but generally speaking generally speaking men aren't as good as intuiting the needs of others as what women are and the problem is with women we have this really horrible uh, thing that I mean I'm so down on women I know but you know I'm doing this to help women but we have this thing where we feel really guilty about asking and speaking up and we can have this inbuilt thing which says well he should just know um, why can't he see all those sorts of things so what we tend to do is if he's not seeing because it's not his job to see it's not we have to get out of this it's not his job to just jump in and bog in it's actually our job to have enough deservedness and enough self-love to speak up and to speak up in a way where we're not sounding pleady whiny passive-aggressive pissed off annoyed demanding because the thing is sure as eggs you know, you might be able to do that to a woman and a woman will, um, you know, she'll step up to the plate and she'll actually comply because she'll go, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, I overlooked that, you know, blah, 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 and she'll turn herself inside out for you. But a man won't. If you start getting demanding, what you're actually doing is you're demasculating him, you're telling him that he's not good enough that he's not enough of a man to make you happy. Now, that does not motivate a man. A man, a man is going to just absolutely go into his cave lick his wounds and he doesn't want to come out for another pounding that's the way men see it and as women that can be very very frustrating because we think well you know for god's sake all he's got to do is do it and we're just going to be happy and whatever but it doesn't work that way so for katrina and for virtually every other woman out there it's really important to learn the language and how to be in deservedness and how to speak to men and how to ask uh, for what you want instead of just expecting that he's going to do it and then getting upset. So, for example, if he's working late, rather than getting passive-aggressive and, you know, telling him off and because, you know, the meal's uh, cooked or maybe you're getting suspicious or maybe you are, maybe you're not, whatever else... But what you need to do is just be very, very honest and speak to him and just tell him how you feel about that and ask him uh, what would be a solution that both of you will be happy with. So what you need to do is invite teamwork rather than um, blaming or justifying. See, the other thing is true. When we justify, you know, let's say uh, you're at home with children, and, and uh, you know, there might be young children, he's coming home late, and then you start saying, well, I need you home earlier because the kids need baths and they need this and they need that and they need the other. So what you're doing is you're justifying. You're giving all of these reasons why you want him. Now, that just switches men off. That just makes them think that you're whiny, that uh, you're not being direct enough, and it's like when we ask men to take out the garbage. Could you please take out the garbage, or you Americans call it trash, uh, because... I've got all these dishes to do and I've got all these things on my plate and I've got to write up a report for school after, you know, after dinner and blah, 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 blah. And he just goes, bombardment, that is just, oh, gosh. And it'll switch him off and he'll just want to get out of your space because it's just all too much. But if you would just say, um, honey, would you please take out the trash? That's it. No 
justifications, no reasons, no, uh, you know, like, you know, and you come across as a woman who knows her deservedness, knows her energy and can ask and she, she knows she deserves. So really what you're doing is you're commanding rather than demanding and commanding is not demanding, commanding is come and be in my space and honour my needs. That's what command means. And it's a very, very powerful thing. And then the thing is, too, is now a woman who is very direct and she uses the right words and the right terminology. And again, I've had so many women I've coached on this that have said, but why should I have to? Why should I have to? You know, why should I have to change me to get results? And you know what my answer to that is? So you can get results and be happy. You know, it's like if you want to play a game of tennis, you learn how to hit the ball properly to get results. If you want your husband or your partner to give to you and support you and, and uh, meet your needs and have a great relationship with him, you need to learn the rules and you need to play them. And if you play them, you will get fantastic results. And if you think that's not being authentic, well, do you want to go onto a tennis court and just hit the ball any old way that's your authentic self before you learn how to? It's not going to work. And it's exactly the same when we're trying to get men and women to work together because we're two totally different species. The beautiful thing about it is, you know what, it's actually win-win for you as well. Because when you learn to be direct and to deserve and to ask directly, we've got a lot we can learn from men. And we've got a lot that can really improve us as women. You know, we're all yin and yang. We are all yin and yang. We're here to teach men to cooperate more. And men are to teach us here to be more deserving and more direct and honour ourselves more. And it all comes together when we work together. And that's why it's a really, really cool thing to do. So I hope that's helped. All right, Ali, do you think there's anything there that I might have missed or did that make sense? Or I think it was great. I think the only other thing that I'll add to that is um, I think when, when something's kind of getting you or um, irritating you and you've got something you want to say, I think the sooner you say it, the better. Um, because what women tend to do as well is stew over things and, and analyse and consider how we're going to tell him or get him to do it and, and we brood and we compare oh well, this didn't happen and that didn't happen and then it all comes rushing out in a big in a big feel and um, more often than not he'll feel attacked or like you said just a massive accentuation of that demasculization and and um, feeling you know whinged at and nagged at so it's really important I think that you just keep a constant flow of this empowered friendly but um, very empowered communication going where you can ask your partner to do something in a nice way that's not going to get his back up and you can do it on the spot when you need something without biting your lip or um, you know um, yeah. holding yeah. your tongue and, and let it all come out with a whole lot of extra negative energy that it doesn't need to come out with at a later date. Exactly and the other thing that I might just add into there which uh, sparked off me remembering that is it's very, very important with, uh, with man when you're asking him to cooperate more, when he does do it for you, really thank him. And you might think, oh my goodness, I know with my son, this works with boys as well, it's very, very effective with boys. And I know with my son, when I learnt this sort of stuff, I really started thanking him when he would do something. And he would be motivated to do more and more and more. Because we all know with men, men will do it on their own time often. You'll ask them to do something and it might be three hours later. 
that they actually do it. Now, if you can train yourself to deal with that, and then when he does do it, thank him, you know, thank you so much for that, you will find those time gaps will get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter, and then eventually, because he's chasing the praise, he's chasing feeling good. Appreciation is what motivates men very, very powerfully. So when they feel appreciated, they will actually start asking you for what they can do so that they feel appreciated. So again, it's another one of those games that we would play. Because I know, you know, my son was trying to lead me into this and I didn't see it because he used to do the dishes, you know, maybe about once a month or something after uh, lots of drama. And then when he would eventually do it, he'd say, well, mum, are you glad that I've done that? And I used to say to him things like, well, oh my God, once a month, what do you want? A medal or a chest to pin it on? You know, and I know there'll be women out there listening that can really relate to this. And he would be so deflated and angry because I didn't praise him. And I thought, for goodness sake, you live here? What do you, you know? But, okay, you get what I'm saying. Men need to be appreciated. And if they're appreciated, they, what makes a man extremely happy in a relationship is making his lady happy. And that motivates him incredibly. So the happier he sees you are with him, the more he's going to do with you. Rule of thumb, point blank. Right, so I think um, we can probably condense all of those points down into three key ones for anyone who's listening and correct Katrina. Um, that I think the, the number one thing is, like you said, be empowered and be direct, um, not angry and whiny. So really simple, can you help me with that or can you please? Um, number two, or even would, would or will are actually better words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's psychology in that. Would yeah. you? So write this down, would you, is the best way to ask a man. Very good point, Mel. And, um, and, and, that, and, and, I, and I should know better than to even um, mention the word should or could. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. You've had phone problems this morning. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, and keep going, Ellie. So what, what's our next thing with um, this? Yeah the, yeah, the second thing was, like I said, be timely and direct. Don't let it fester. Just, you know, say it when you need to say it. And before you add a whole lot of negative emotion to the situation or to your irritation. And um, mm. the third one, like you said, is appreciate. Say thank you and really pump them up and you'll get more of the same. Yeah, However, yeah. Like and when you say it, if you really <laughs> get that blank stare that men will give you and that whole thing about... Oh, you know, because men take a while to process too. Women are very, very good at going through emotional gears. We can go from naught to 250 kilometres an hour emotionally and then we can come back and cruise at 30 or 20, get back to zero and we, we're functioning. A man's still stuck up in 250 and he's got no idea what's hit him. And, you know, there's a lot of scientific experiments that have really, really proven that men fare a lot worse out of emotional interactions than what women do. It takes them hours longer to settle down and calm down and get to a rational space. Men don't process quickly. We've got six more layers of our brain peripherally that deal with that than what men do. So if you're hitting a guy with, you know, would you please do that for me or when you don't, I'm quite disappointed, would you please? Right? Now he might give you that blank stare. He's going through emotional gears. All right, leave him be. Don't go in for more. Don't try. Don't push. Don't maximize. Leave it with him. And there's a lot more, you know, there's a lot of advanced boundary techniques. And, uh, you know, when we get our boundary ebook out, Ali, that's going to explain a lot of that. 
because and that'll really give you the next layers of that or how to deal with that if you're not actually getting your needs met but um you know that's another progressive stage but from here and now when you're asking for something say it leave it get on with what you want to do and you know one of my favorite sayings is lay a boundary say what you need ask for what you need and then by the way would you like a cup of tea and let it go and be prepared to let it go don't nag don't push and uh, so you'll see some one, Mel, incredible I... results. Yeah. Yeah, right, we're are we ready to say... Yeah, we absolutely are. Oh, Alrighty, I'm let's so go this, sorry, yeah, the phone is cutting in, uh, in and out of it, so just let me know if I miss anything. No, I can hear you. Would you like to read it? Because you're clear. Can yep, definitely number three. Hear okay, great. Well, um, Mary from Cambridge writes, um, I know I love my husband, but there are things that irritate me about him. How can I get the feeling of passion and love back into the relationship and feel the feelings I want to feel for him? Great question. And this is a real law of attraction question. And we can use this for anybody in our life. Now... From Mary's letter and what she wrote, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like she was in an abuse situation or with a narcissist. It's just that really common thing that we've been together for years, life gets in the way, and, you know, we start to annoy each other and we start to lose that loving feeling and that connection for each other. Pure lure of attraction. It really is. Have you ever noticed that, you know, when people in life, if something goes wrong, that's the focus, that's where it goes. So it's like intersections. A friend of mine was telling me this the other day and I thought it was such a good point that there's a really busy intersection which is close to where he lives. And often you will hear about an accident that happens there once a month and it's a really big deal and they can be quite bad accidents. But he said, does everybody ever talk about the hundreds of thousands of cars that go through that intersection every day that are never in an accident? No, they don't. They focus on the bad stuff. So it's human nature for us to focus on what's wrong instead of putting our focus on what's right. And we can easily do this with the people in our life. So this relationship question, if we know we love somebody and we know they're in our life and we know that we want to have a better relationship with them, we can really use law of attraction to really change it into a different space. And this is incredibly powerful. And you may not realize how powerful it is. And if you start living consciously with your energy, you will absolutely see results very, very quickly with this. So, for example, with, uh, you know, and what I was really recommending and I recommend, you know, to anybody that's in this sort of situation is most definitely about get a pen and paper and that person that you want to get closer to, so this is what, I, you know, what was really advised to Mary, and everybody can use this, is write out a list of what you love about that person. Even if you feel like you're making it up and you have to dig really, really deep because they've been annoying you for a long time. So get in there and write about what you love about them and write and write and write and write until you feel your vibration and your energy shift into that space and you will feel blissy, you will feel open-hearted, you will feel beautiful. Now you wait and see how that person changes in your experience. Because whatever you're focused on and you're blissing on and you're actually vibrating on is exactly what that person is going to give you more of. And it is that simple. 
There are countless uh, examples in Law of Attraction that have been written about by using this very, very simple technique. Countless, countless examples. One of the best examples that I think is a really good example is that um, a dad was going into his son every morning and he wet the bed and he wet the bed and he wet the bed and it was going on and on and on and the focus was on, oh no, he's wet the bed. And it was so disappointing and the son was so disappointed in himself and they'd have to change the sheets and on and on and on it went. So anyway, this father learnt about this and he learnt about focusing on what he wanted instead of what he didn't want. So what he started doing is writing in a journal every single night before he woke up that I see my son, that the bed is dry, um, I'm really proud of him, he's really happy, um, it feels great, it's fantastic. So every night he wrote these, it took two nights before the sun never wet the bed again. It is that powerful. I know when my own father had Gillian Barra and he was uh, paralysed and they didn't know if he was going to come out of it or how long it was going to take or whatever or whatever and I started writing in my journal about how I saw him healthy, I saw him well and it only took a matter of days before he was in rehab up and walking around. So, you know, I believe in this stuff, but you need to believe in this stuff. And the only way you're going to believe in this stuff is if you put it into action. You know what? The most beautiful thing about it is even if it didn't work, which it does, but even if it didn't, you're just going to feel better. There is nothing worse than focusing on somebody's bits that really, you know, are crappy, that you don't like, and everybody has those bits. Because you take it on, you become it, you feel it, it gets you down, it's personal, it wrecks your day, it's just heavy and unpleasant. But when you actually turn your whole energy around onto focusing about what you love about someone, every time you recognize something you love about someone outside of yourself, you're actually recognizing that part of you that you love. That's why it feels so good. So there is no separation energetically from people outside you to yourself. Everything that you see in somebody that you don't like is a part of you that you're judging. Every time you love and appreciate and you're happy for something outside of you, that's a part of you that you're loving. So you'll just raise your vibration. It feels better and people will shift and change. This is really effective for kids and it's a beautiful thing you can do for partners. I actually write about it in my book, Take Back Your Power on how to transform relationships and this is one of the processes in the book that um, changes people's lives, it really does. So, so Ali, how does that feel? Yeah, I think that's great and I know that works for me, it's bang on in all my relationships and, and in regards to everything I do, I think when you approach any kind of problem or situation with a like, you know, resigned sigh or, you know, um, a, a bad mood or I don't really want to do this or I don't like this, you never, you know, your reality will be that. And more often than not, you know, um, you know, we're sort of manifesting a lot of bad experiences through, you know, our opinions and attitudes towards things. So, I mean, what the least we can do is give it a, give it a go, right? And I think commit to really... Like you said, writing down a list of positives, um, you know, thinking, feeling positive, med meditating on that positive, feeling the energy in your body, thinking good thoughts, all of that stuff, and just really work on just raising your vibration and just watch, watch how it changes your interactions with people. I mean, I can notice a difference, and it's it's it's, it's a subtle change. But if I get out of the car at the shopping centre and it, it's, you know I'm a bit claustrophobic and ag agoraphobic, those situations really irritate me, especially if I'm in a rush and I can't find a park. 
I'd chill out, think to myself in the car, walk in there with a smile on my face, feeling good. And it's incredible the way shop assistants will respond to you. People coming towards you will smile. How you just genuinely engage with people, maybe the person at the checkout, you name it. So I think everyone knows that you know this does work. Um, it's just much easier to focus on the negatives. And like you said, the media loves to do it, and it's the way that we've been brought up. Um, but the way to positive change and to eliminating those negatives is really accentuate the positives, um, like the old saying goes. <laughs> accentuate the positives and eliminate the negatives, and the elimination of the negatives will just come naturally if you focus on accentuating those positives because no one's ever going to be able to go and eliminate all the negatives on their own because, like you said, it's, it's outside sources. It's, um, it's, you know, it's everyone into themselves. So change yourself, change your reality, change your energy, and everything around you will will change and um, and the least you can do is give it a good crack, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Definitely. And it feels good. You know, it, when we're looking to get empowered and I guess you're listening to this show because you want to get empowered. So when you're wanting to get empowered, the most important mission you start creating in your life is your vibration, is how you feel because that is where everything is coming off. So any excuse you've got to shift your energy into a feel-good space is where you're going to be manifesting powerfully from and you want to go for it. So you want to go for something like this and then you are only just going to get that added bonus of seeing people change because they will change in your experience. So let's say you know you have to hang out with a really grumpy work colleague who just annoys everybody. If you change your perception of them and you start seeing you know, the good things in them and focusing on them, that's going to be your experience with them. Everybody else's experience may stay crappy, but your experience with them is going to shift because you are the manifester of your experiences, point blank. And if they've really got no capacity or resources within them to shift, they will get shifted out of your workspace. They'll get a transfer. They will not be able to exist in your workspace. It's that simple. So you, it yeah. looks like and, and you're... I mean, looks like you're controlled by the outside world. It really looks like that. You are totally in control of all of it. You just don't think you are, but you are. So try it. Absolutely. Yep, good advice there. <laughs> okay. And, and that's a really easy way to, I think, start with a lot of the principles of the stuff you talk about. Is, um, you know, in Law of Attraction, people have been talking about it for ages. I mean, the book The Secret's well known, and there's countless resources at libraries. Um, all about this, um, you know, focusing the energy on, you know, the attitude of gratitude, if you like, and what you want rather than what you don't want. Um, it, it's a really simple way to start raising your vibration and getting the hang of everything that we're talking about here because so much of it stems from that, um, being yep. in the right space, having the right state of mind and attitude, and then letting the rest of the world fall into place around you as you like it, as you set boundaries, as you live in your authentic self. And, you know, respect yourself and, and, and like I said, honour the good things and the things that you want um, that are around you. And, um, yeah, so, you know, maybe a, a nice way to dip your toe in the water and, and what, what's the worst that can happen? You actually end up feeling a bit better. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, I think, um, and I and then as soon as you're feeling better and you're out of resistance work. with all sorts of things in your life, you're going to find that the things that you've been wanting to manifest, the things that you've been wanting to come into place, are just going to start dropping into place all by themselves. Yeah. Because yeah. the more you're out of pain and resistance, judgment. Judgment is resistance. We're judging it. We don't like it, no matter what it is. When you're out of resistance and you're seeking bliss 
and you're seeking your space and your good feeling regardless of what life or others aren't doing then you are going to start manifesting because you have got that beautiful space and energy that is just a pure attraction point for what you want for the good stuff and you know people think that it might be a really selfish thing that I'm going to be in a good space when you're not you think that we should be going out in pity for them, we should be feeling bad with them, we should be, you know what, if you have a friend that's really down and out, you jump in there and start feeling bad for her, you are manifesting more of her bad situation for her. Energetically, you are. You're focusing on what's horrible for her, you're feeling it, you are now adding more energy into the mix to help create and hold that manifestation in place. Of course, you're going to empathize and sympathize with her, but don't let your energy drop. See the best for her. Believe yeah. in the best and for I her. Hold the best for you. you know, when, and when you're in this, when you're in this um, you know, higher vibration, you're feeling good and you're focusing on the positives, you can really inspire people. So you're actually helping people. You, you know, yes. On one hand, yeah, you know, okay, it's selfish, I'm feeling good and everyone else is feeling bad, but you can inspire other people to do the same. And is that, well, that's right. And it's not actually selfish. It's the most powerful thing you can do in their space because you are manifesting them up into a space of feeling good and seeing the best for themselves as well instead of being a victim and seeing the worst, exactly. which is only going to keep them stuck in their pain. So it's actually selfish for you to fall into their space and feel pain for them. Energetically, it's selfish because you're going to keep them stuck in it. And that's a huge yeah, quantum leap to get your head around. But when you do, it's very, very powerful because ultimately we all want to help ourselves and people in the most powerful way possible, authentically. And authentically is to hold your space and inspire them. Of course you can empathise and you can listen, but you can also empower. And that's what it's about. So do you think we should possibly move on to the next one? Yep, definitely. I think I've wrapped that one up now. Um, yep. Angela from Darwin, her question, how can I get past the fear of being alone? I know I need to do work on myself, yet I feel so empty when alone, and I know if I can fall in love, and I know, excuse me, I can fall in love way too easily as a result. What are your suggestions to help me with what I need to do? Um, this is interesting, and we've talked about this um, uh, the other day when we talked about codependence and um and needing other people to validate us or make us feel good. Um, you know, Angela talks here about falling in love way too easily. I don't even know if it's falling in love way too easily necessarily. It's just preoccupying our attention or our focus with something other than ourselves because we're looking for that hit, we're looking for that validation. So I think, Mel, you're very well qualified to um, help her out with this one. Yeah, well, I am because this used to be my thing. <laughs> and it's a really big <laughs> It's a huge thing and it's a really big female thing too. And look, look, bottom line, because, you know, bottom lines are what work. Bottom line is if we are not in a fundamental, uh, effective relationship with ourselves, we cannot be in a fundamental, effective relationship with any love relationship in our life, point blank. And this is where we, it's precarious, it's dangerous. The only relationship we can get, and relationships are a mirror, the only relationship we can get from that level is going to be an enmeshed, toxic, codependent one. And we're going to make really poor choices because when we're empty 
and we don't feel like we're a source to ourselves. And what I mean by that is a source to ourselves means we're a source, we're connected with source energy. And source energy is life, it's love, it's fullness, it's the capacity to know and feel happiness and contentment and fulfillment regardless of what is or isn't going on in our life. And that is when you're connected to source energy in yourself. Now, when you're connected to source energy in yourself, you don't need another person to give you that. And it really is a total uh, illusion that somebody can give you yourself. They can't. They can add to what you already have going on. And that's what always happens. Wherever you're at, whoever comes into your life is going to add to what is already going on because you've manifested them in your experience as an extension of yourself. So my old path was what I had going on was that I was empty, I was lonely, and really I had very little self-respect for myself and self-love. I was my own worst critic, I was hard on myself, I never nurtured myself, I never supported myself, I treated myself pretty badly. So what I had going on, the only people that came into my space was more of the same. That added more on top of that, so hence the narcissist. Okay, it was always going to happen somewhere until I woke up to myself. So, you know, so Angela, I really empathize with you hugely. I really do. There is, can be a huge fear of being alone. But you know what? That fear of being alone, what you're actually really, really scared of and what your body is really, really scared of is not being alone from a partner. Your fears and your anxieties and your depression are all caused from you not being present with yourself. And that's just transcribed into feeling like it's like that with another person because I know every single needy, lonely woman, I tell you what, and I put my hand up fully to this, you may feel really crappy on your own, but I tell you what, every single one of us can also say that we have felt high levels of anxiety, neediness, pain and fear even in relationships. So what was that about? It wasn't the relationship that was fixing us. We had not learned to be present with ourselves. So, you know, I know the life before and after and the life before and after is hugely different because when you become a source to yourself and don't hold others responsible and know that it's all about the manifestation game. It's all about so within, so without. So so within means whether we like it or not, that we need to learn to be present with ourselves and become a source to ourselves. And I know when I first took on that mission, I did it because I knew there was no other choice. I really knew that. And I didn't even know how it was going to feel or, or what it was going to be like. But I so know that since doing it and being it and being authentic with that, that it's the most wonderful feeling. It's the most beautiful freedom and fullness that actually no other person can actually even give you. You're the cake. They can put icing on the cake, but you're the cake. And I've never, and I have had, you know, moments and periods, definitely in love relationships that have been gorgeous and beautiful and very fulfilling, but nothing's as fulfilling as this, and it can't be. And, you know, it's like if I'm loving somebody, I don't ever want to be their source of love. I want them to be their own source of love. And I want to add to that love, but I don't want to be that source. 
And that's the only way we can ever have healthy relationships is to be our own source to ourselves. So Angela from Darwin, yes, you're going to feel empty when you're alone until you've done the work on yourself. And of course you're going to fall in love too easily because you're wanting to escape that, that loneliness and that gulf within yourself and fill it with another person, which is impossible. That person's only going to give you more of a gulf. That's all they can give you. And that gulf's going to get that big and that hard until you realize that the only way is to fill it authentically from yourself. So my suggestions to help you is you need to do the work on yourself. And what I mean by that is the processes, and it is processes. So it's things like reading the right books. It's things like getting seed of healing. It's things like doing journaling, empowering courses, all of which I provide that are going to give you the specific tools to connect you back to you. But you've got to do it to actually make the difference. So that's my suggestion with that one. And I think we talk about that one a lot, Ali, don't we, really? Yeah, we do. And I think it, well, because it's really common. I mean, it, can, it, it, it manifests in a lot of different ways, like people jumping into the wrong relationships or like, um, uh, first example, people that, are in um, sort of serial relationships one after the other because they're too scared of being alone. That would be another example of um, someone that's feeling that gap and filling it with people. Um, you know, yeah. um, obsessions and compulsions and addictions, overeating, smoking, a lot of that stuff, it's all filling a gap that we're, we're feeling inside of ourselves. And it, it's sort of a, it sort of ties in a little as well to Mary's question um, really how does she kind of get the feelings she wants for her husband. And we talked about the law of attraction and attitude of gratitude and I think when you've done that work on yourself and you really feel full you're not looking to fill a gap you're not shopping and you talk about hungry people making the worst shoppers and you're not you're not looking or coming at relationships from a point of need like I've got this big hole I need filled and stuffing it um, but yes. more of a I'm full already and I'm radiating out and I'm and naturally attracting as nature does as everything does on this planet what yes is my naturally compatible partner or state or situation. And, and it's that magnetic, those laws of life, that, that's what we want to work with. And we just want to get into that authentic self, do that work. And like you say, it's the most beautiful space to be in. It's the most empowering. It's, a, it's, it's independent, but it's also so giving and that you're inspiring to people. You're settled, you're happy, you're calm. You feel very safe and secure. And when you do that work on yourself and you gave the example of the resources and to everybody who's listening, we keep talking about the website and the amazing material that we've got um, coming up on there. Um, we have had a few hold-ups with the launch of that, which was due earlier, or the beginning of this month, in fact. But hopefully next week um, you'll be able to log on to that, melanietoniaevans.com.au and start looking at a lot of the resources that we've um We've put together for people exactly like Angela uh, with these kind of questions and that are experiencing these sort of problems in their lives to help them, you know, get over this. And it's targeted resources that Mel's developed because they've worked for her and they work for thousands of people that she works with, you know, every year. And um, and, and resources that have been recognised all around the world now that are going to be available via the website um, for, you know, the people that are listening now and anyone else that wants to, to spread the word. So, yeah, um we can probably um, move on to the next question now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a just few more one, that we'd like to answer. Just, um, just, yeah, just from, one little uh, extra bit on that is yep. when, you know, when we are feeling lonely, needy, and we're not being sourced, that source to ourselves, 
what we can do, and it's very, very easy to do, is we project what we want to fill that emptiness onto people so a man can come into our space. And the brain's a very, very uh, incredible organ. You know, it can make up the most incredible stories. So a man can come into our space and he might be the only man in, the, in our space. And I used to do this a lot. And then we'll look at him and we'll imagine all those things that we want we project that onto him and make out he is that guy, whereas, you know, he may not even be anywhere close. Yeah. And that's yeah, because, yeah, yeah, and that, that you know, that authentic, um, because we thought, well, I need that to be happy. I need somebody to give me those things, you know, and, uh, and we're not being those things and lining up with those things. The law of attraction is if you want something in your life, you need to become it. You need to start feeling it and vibrating it and being inspired with it to actually bring it into your life. And if you, I'm empty, you know, so I want a guy like this. I want a guy like this. I want a guy like this. So, you know, any guy, in theory, can come into our space and we'll start making out he's that guy. And then by the time that illusion falls flat that we've created, um, we're hooked, we're stuck, and we're fighting with it, trying to change it back to the illusion that we believed it was that wasn't even real. And it's just a mess. Yep. And that, 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 that situation um, lands a lot of women in bad, abusive relationships and hanging on in there. And I know I, I for one, probably did that to a large extent. I started to, you know, I was in an abusive relationship and looked at the positives. And like you said, you, you know, you, you, you put all those ideals onto the person and you try and mould them and squeeze them and imagine them in your mind fitting in like this and maybe it can work like that and da 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 Yeah. No. I think, yeah. Um, like you say, when you're coming to a point of need or emptiness, that's what you tend to do. You either go out looking for people and imagine that they're going to fix your gap or you're in something that's not yeah. right and you try and come up with ways for why it's right and why it works. And it never, ever, ever, ever does. <laughs> Yeah, and no, it's so definitely. Bring in next time and, and tell us all about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we've got like, uh, we've got about five minutes left. Can we squeeze another one in, you reckon? Yep, let's do a power question. Tanya from Nevada, she says, I'm in an, an unhappy marriage that has been dead and lifeless for five years. It isn't violent or even uncomfortable. I want to stay for security reasons and until the children are old enough to fend for themselves. Even though I would love another relationship, I'm willing to sacrifice my happiness for my kids. I would like your thoughts as to whether or not you think I'm doing the right thing. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one. it's a big one. It's a big one, isn't it? It's a huge one. And look, you know, and I will say straight up front, I'm not a qualified psychiatrist or counsellor. I'm not. Okay. I can only go on my experience of what I've seen, what I believe, energetic law, um, you know, and, and, and my beliefs and feelings on this. And, you know, as a mother who left a very uh, difficult relationship and I've seen, you know, I have, I've ha have had a lot of experience with this. And also, too, as a healer, I've seen a lot of people come forward uh, for healing. And whenever we're working with theta healing, it doesn't just relate to the partnership and the relationship stuff. It always goes back to the parents and what happened on them. I can categorically say that if children are growing up in a relationship, and children are not silly, they are highly intuitive, energetic absorbing beings, massively. You know, if, if children are growing up with a model of love that is working on these sort of levels, it's not healthy. It really is not healthy. 
And look, I love, you know, our uh, Dr. Phil. Everyone knows Dr. Phil. Everyone knows him, American, Australian, everything else. And one of the great things Dr. Phil has always said is that children are going to be better off brought up in single families than what they are in dysfunctional um, mum and dad dynamics. And I agree, I agree fully. I really, really do. I've seen some incredible uh, children that have grown and, and really, really developed as a res and much, much better when they're in a single family dynamic. So, look, you know, my advice to that, I, look, I, I believe, bring it back to law of attraction. If something feels wrong, if you're not living in truth, you pay a price. It's simple. And every time we line up with truth and we accept, of course, on a human uh, belief level, we could be saying, well, I want my children to grow up in, um, you know, in, in the right family dynamic. I don't want them to be like with a single mum, blah, 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 blah. And, but you know what? It is what it is. And if you're unhappy, you're unhappiness also too. Children, you know, what sort of message is that? For especially daughters. My mum self-sacrificed herself. What sort of message? You know, you know what those daughters are going to do? They're going to grow up and they're going to do it again. And they're going to have that message. I'm going to do what my mum did. And what my mum did is self-sacrifice your own happiness for everybody else. Is that what you'd want for your daughters? We have to be role models to our children. And if that means that we're not happy and we need to leave, we need to leave. Vibrationally, your body knows. Your body knows if you are having to self-sacrifice, if you are having to put up and shut up, if you cannot be yourself freely and you're not in a place where you can even be in bliss or have a blissful life or be true to yourself, it's wrong. It's wrong and it is going to impact everything and everybody in disharmonious ways. You know, I don't like dealing with human reality. I like dealing with energetic reality. And I think human reality is very, very limited and human reality can be very, very painful. So... That's my answer to that. So we're nearly out of time, yeah, well, Ali, I mean, with I that. Have but... Yeah, I just probably, I don't feel like I'm probably qualified to comment because I don't have children, but I think um, you made a really good point when you talked about energetic realities rather than human ones, and that's what we, what we talk about when we talk about ultimate realities and laws of life and raising vibrations and everything. Humans, you know, we're a little bit limited in what our minds can comprehend and that's proved every time there's a new discovery. Um, there's a lot you can read about and download about quantum physics and um, metaphysical stuff sort of touches on a lot of that. It's probably the, the convergence zone, if you like, between um, spirituality and, and um, you know, things that we can't explain and what is yeah. everyday scientific fact. And, yeah. um, and I think what you yeah. say is quite right. You know, it, it, we can all put on an act, but we all know when something's not right. You know when you walk into a room and there's been an argument. You know when it's a fake smile. We, we can sense these things. We know when, we, we know when it's not right. So kind of pretend that by putting a mask on things, we can convince ourselves and convince other people and create a happy, healthy home for, for children. Um, because we think we're doing the right thing. Really, I think if, um, yeah, like you said, you've got to look inside yourself and you'll know on an energetic level what's right, what's fake, and um, what is real. And I think the best thing for everyone is always the truth. It's always, um, it can always be found in, you know, the truth and reality and love for self and, and, and love for others. And, um, and yeah, so that would be my only, um, my, you know, the only thing I could really contribute, like I said, not having children of my own, so not being able to fully appreciate what a, what a difficult situation that must be. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, look, energy is energy. 
and wherever it's at is whatever it creates and it really is as simple as that and when people let go and on a truth truth happens so anyway we're going to go now because we're nearly we're nearly out of time so thanks Ali and I know you had all that trouble yeah, getting on in <laughs> well you got there that's all good yeah I got there I'll make sure it's all sorted for next time and you know I think we might do another one of these later on because I think it's good it's it's you know the important questions that a lot of people are asking so uh, you know it's been um, I've enjoyed doing this show it's been good fun great yeah and if anyone's listening who's got anything specific um, they'd like to ask that hasn't been touched on today just email us in um, we'll be collating another list for next time we do questions and answers so far away alright okay well bye bye everybody and uh, bye. we'll see you next week okay bye bye